Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is July 19th. This is your Fightful post-Raw review, our first Raw with fans. Denise, uh, it's I guess it's kind of weird to think that we have done like significantly more raw reviews without fans than we have together with or without fans than we have with fans because we had like October through March and then for like 16, 17 months, there were no fans and now we got them back. Sean, are you serious? I didn't even realize that, to be honest. I feel like everything has sort of been like this big giant blur that I didn't even realize that we've done more shows together in this pandemic era. That's kind of sad. That's a little yeah. sad, actually. Yeah. I mean, my God, it's 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 wild. It's wild. And you know what? It's always wild at Fightful.com. We broke some news on FightfulSelect.com last week about a guy named Bill Goldberg coming back. Uh, let me tell you guys. This is going to be the week you want to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com if you haven't. I'll say that. Uh, this will be a good one. Uh, we had uh, a lot of news today. Thunder Rose, I had my backstage report podcast, but an update on Thunder Rose's future with Impact Wrestling and all that. Plus a new Bullet Club member, which an amazing addition. I was at Slammiversary this week. This week, I've interviewed Raquel Gonzalez. I've got one with Mojo Raleigh ahead of his Snake Eyes G.I. Joe movie. And then I got Matt Cardona, his last interview before GCW, his match with Nick Gage. But let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Denise, I cannot be fooled into thinking this was a good Raw because of, one, the last two minutes and other things being newsworthy. Four rematches on this show, Denise, and it set up another rematch down the line. Sean, I don't think I've ever been like this fired up to come out and talk about a Raw. And the reason for that is that I kind of feel like I need therapy after this. <laughs> after this edition of Raw, there was just so many like... There were so many things that happened on today's show that I feel like I just could not fathom why they did. And yes, I liked the way that Raw ended, but that does not mean that, you know, like you said, those last couple of minutes are going to essentially trump everything else that went down on this show. I, I, I feel like. I don't know. I feel I feel a mixture of emotions, to be honest, heading into this show. I I, I mean, heading into this post show, I feel like very I feel angry. I feel confused. I feel happy. I mean, it's just a big mixture of a mess right now. It is. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. I can't tell you how important that is. That lets YouTube know that you care about us, that you give a crap about us and uh, subscribe and tap that bell for notifications. If you want your question or statement read on the air, 
tap that little dollar sign at the bottom and you'll get your question or statement read on the air. Seller Justin Lopez says, I agree. Raw was whack. There was some interesting stuff. There was some fun stuff. It wasn't like miserable, terrible, but I watched it knowing, Denise, that they could have done so much better. I think the show overall was confusing and a lot of the calls that were made were very confusing. I think top to bottom, it, it, the crowd was uh, not necessarily, I would say, the greatest, which kind of took from the show as well. So there was a lot of things that were just kind of like didn't necessarily work out the way you might have uh, originally thought so. Well, uh, let, let's go ahead and read some of the super chats. Richie Goodacre says, apart from the ending, this is one of the worst Raws I've seen in ages. Not me. To me, fans pushed it well above. Like It wasn't one of the worst that I've even seen this year, not by a long shot. It's just Denise, as I said, I know they could do so much better. And how do I know that? Because I watched the show last night. Sean, though, here's the thing. I can't disagree with what the person just said, because here's the thing is that we've okay. when you think about a bad raw, I think we're thinking more in terms of like, oh, absolutely nothing happened in this three hour show. But I would classify this as a bad raw because a lot of the decisions that were made were just like WTF is going on here. And so I would classify this as a bad raw, a bad raw. it, It was different in terms of like, yeah, there's been other shows that were completely boring and nothing happened. And, you know, we're here, you know, trying to come up with things to talk about for the show. This show gave us a lot to talk about. Are they good stuff to talk about? Not necessarily. I mean, other than the Nikki Ash thing. And not even everybody's going to agree with that being a good thing. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are going to hate that. Uh, Colt Badeau says this has to be the weirdest draw ever. Oh, it certainly is one of the weirdest draws ever. Uh, and I, I, at this point, I don't confuse newsworthiness with being good. I mean, it's good for... For us, it's good for Fightful because that's what we do. We love this business, as Jeremy says. Uh, Anakin says, Denise, I'm with you. Getting notifications of a Becky tweet are so much fun. I miss her on Twitter so much. She was so entertaining on social media. Uh, but uh, Tittoe says, have you noticed that Carmel is the only one that hold, held the briefcase for the women longer than 24 hours? To me, that is getting a little redundant. You can almost count. Every single year, somebody's going to cash it in within within a day. Yeah, and still, I was not expecting uh, Nikki Ash cashing in today, to be honest. I wasn't. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says, has WWE done many so many rematches like this? I've seen them do multiple rematches, but this is insane now. They have been for, for like the last year, they have been, Denise. But... Today, I think, was the official day that I think it kind of broke me a little bit, Sean. I'll be real with you. How I, I lost, I, I gave up trying to keep track of all the matches that they announced that are still going to be rematches moving forward and even some of the ones that they didn't announce that are going to be rematches but you know are going to be rematches based on how things went down tonight i i feel like today was really just the day where i thought all right nope this is legit like legit the rematches don't seem to be an issue for them it just seems to be an issue for obviously us yeah it's i i saw pretty early on honestly i got the feeling on friday on friday when i saw tegan knox and shotzi against Tamina and Natty again, I said, oh, this isn't going to change. See, 
I didn't get that, Sean, because I thoroughly enjoyed SmackDown. And even though they had that rematch, I thought, you know what? I'm going to let it slide because I know how thin their SmackDown women's roster is. So you know what? I'm not going to be overly, you know, like harsh on that. And I let it slide. And then come today, I was completely like, you know, egg on my face when it came to whether or not we were still going to be seeing a ton of rematches. It was just very obvious to me because you, you book them against literally anybody else. You book them against anybody else, and it's it's fresh. And when they say, oh, well, they don't have anybody, that's WWE's fault. And how many times did we hear this? Just wait till fans come back. Well, we wait, and it's still a dumpster fire. I told you. I've been told this. We know it's a reset. We know it's a reset every time. The Fox deal, a draft, a shakeup after WrestleMania. Every single time, I ain't falling for it anymore. Tyler Center says maybe w- maybe fans can hold them more accountable. Fans have been holding them accountable, Denise. They don't watch the show. Like, they've been the, the, leaving. They've been leaving for years and years and years. And a lot of people confuse the amount of money that WWE is making with success. WWE should have been making a lot more money a long time for a long time. They weren't getting the, the money that they deserved, quite frankly. But um. My God, uh, let's let's get to some of these super chats because we got a bunch. Uh, Daniel Arthur is out of random one. Jungle Boy versus the WWE wrestler. Who's your pick? Uh, I would say Riddle. I think Riddle could have a really fun match with him. But oh, uh, I think there's so many. But I'm gonna throw a random one out there. I'm gonna go with Ricochet just for fun. Oh, there you go. Uh, and Bezos says show went off a cliff after Cena. Let's talk about it. John Cena came out, cut a cut a great promo. He said. Roman Reigns, the reason I want to face you isn't because it's a big moment, because it's a big match, because I can become a 17-time champion. It's because you're an asshole, and you're not as over as you say you are, and that's coming from me. Uh, John Cena got cheered pretty heavily here, Denise. Uh, Not pretty heavily, unanimously. This was another great moment. Look, I I don't know if I necessarily agree. Wow, trash. I kind of felt that this uh, segment was kind of a little bit of a miss, to be honest. And the only reason why I felt that way was because they already had, you know, the initial last night was like the big, massive pop for John Cena. Okay, so obviously the one for today necessarily wasn't going to hit at that level. And in my opinion, it didn't hit that level. And I kind of felt like because, you know, even John Cena mentioned this, that the fans were very confused as to like what to cheer. And he mentioned that, you know, the different chances he was hearing so it, on tv it kind of came across as like people it, it the crowd didn't necessarily i think in my opinion hit the mark with john cena's return here it kind of felt like he was very much struggling to try to get the crowd to unanimously like get really loud and i get it a lot of it is you know technique of you know pumping the crowd up saying like oh this crowd isn't being this side of the crowd isn't being uh loud enough etc cetera, etc cetera. but then it kind of took so long to get that big moment that i kind of got like disinterested it wasn't until he started addressing roman reigns in particular where i started to thinking all right here we go like he mentioned SummerSlam, he mentions roman reigns and i'm thinking finally because this is what i want to hear and obviously him calling uh roman reigns arrogant calling him overhyped he said quote overexposed gimmick who's not as over as he says he is i loved all of that once it got to him actually addressing roman reigns that's when it definitely uh picked up uh the whole matt riddle thing with the whole bro 
Burrow thing. It was like, ha, okay, funny, but it yeah. wasn't like anything to necessarily blow me away. I think given all of the past things that we have seen with John Cena and interactions that he's had with other talents, this one necessarily did not hit the mark with me. Yeah, the, the riddle stuff was cute at first, and then I was like, all right, let, let's move on. I loved the promo. I thought the crowd was was for Cena. I mean, they it's wild to hear him unanimously cheered, and it's just good to have him back. For the love of God, it, it felt good to have him back, and I'm glad. And he's going to be there on SmackDown, too, as FightfulSelect.com reported last week when we said that John Cena would be back by the weekend. Um I thought this promo was was good. It was solid. I don't agree that Roman Reigns is overrated. I think that would have worked two years ago. It doesn't work anymore. Um, I, I think it probably would have worked more if he said that Roman Reigns wasn't over, or was overrated. Now he's not, and that's why he wants to fight him. Um, yeah, I, I there were there were some pieces of this that I didn't think made a lot of sense, but the crowd was eating out of the palm of his hand. The crowd loved him. And ultimately uh, that's what John Cena is there for. And we're here for your super chats guys. And Holy crap. It's like raw after mania level uh, super chats. (laughs) So uh, we appreciate you. Let's go and get to to him. Bali or lasagna says this show is a roller coaster of exceptionally bad and organically exciting. They missed the mark on gauging the crowd especially with that piped in noise. So a, a roller coaster with a bunch of drops. Cause that's exactly what I tweeted too. I was like, this felt like a roller coaster, except that there was just a bunch of loops and a bunch of drops. And Josh Cardenas says, thanks for reminding me why I don't watch raw events. Yikes. Uh, and Mike Bond says mentioned on select chat, the first raw in two years, the matches don't feel like they mean anything, especially after money in the bank. Give me some repercussions. Yes. They need stakes. For so many of these matches, they they need something that matters and not just, hey, you've got to beat the champion to get a title shot. Why not have two people that aren't the champion fight for a title shot? That way, more people are involved in things that are important. It seems so simple. Casey, Sean, would, I don't know. I feel like at this point, they've married people off and it's like that's the only person you could ever appear on TV with. That's it. That's what it feels like. Yep. Uh, we've got Terrence Robinson says raw has a window to captivate the audience with crowds back. They do need to be careful with some of the choices they're making. They're already being lazy. All these rematches are lazy, Denise. And I, I don't care. I had somebody say, well, that's that's common WWE storytelling. Well, common WWE storytelling sucks. They tell about one really good story at a time. And usually the rest of it's lazy and sucks. What they could do is maybe, not do that if that's basic WWE storytelling because that makes them hemorrhage viewers. So and here's people- the thing as I kind of have a quick response here about the whole viewers and, you know, having that small window of opportunity. And that definitely is true. So quick, I posted on Twitter today that I had booked a trip to New York. Okay. And I put that it was non-wrestling related. However, every single comment thought that it was something about AEW and me going to an AEW show. Not one person in there thought, hey, maybe she's going to be at the WWE MSG show. Not one person. Everybody was thinking about the AEW show. And that, to me, was very, very telling. AEW is a hot ticket. Kate Hensler sends a super chat and says, what? This is my what chant. Oh, no. Oh, no. Reminder, guys, you can get those in. We'll answer every single one of them. We pride ourselves on being the, the most interactive wrestling review show out there 
Dylan Bishop says WWE is no longer a wrestling company. They're a content company. Rematch after rematch just to fill our TV time. Stories don't matter. You're 100% right, Dylan. That's, uh, that's the situation. They are filling up hours, watch minutes, watch hours, all that stuff. That's what they're doing. And uh, that's, that's very, very unfortunate, I think. Casey Returns says, tonight's show was a lot of fun, guys. The crowd was hot. The stars were in every segment. Love me some dark elevation. Oh, man. That's cool. That's I, was a good like, one. I was like, where is this going exactly? You see how many people got like super hurt over the article Robert wrote about Matt Hardy's BTE skit? I didn't see that. Oh, gosh. Because Matt Hardy posted a thing. He, or he didn't post. He did a skit on BTE where... He said that Kenny Omega is a better representative of pro wrestling than like Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. And it was a very clear skit. And it was mentioned in the article that it was a skit. But people were like, well, you didn't say that in the headline. And I'm like, bro, we've got character limits in the headline. We, we can't like post a paragraph in the headline. And Matt Hardy thought it was hilarious. And they're like, oh, you're fueling fire on Matt Hardy. People are saying that they want him to crack his head again. Then Matt Hardy posts about it, and he thought it was hilarious. Well, yeah. congratulations, because the headline's supposed to be an attention grabber. So there you yeah. go. Succeeded. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> what chance in our, our super chats here. What? Nerd Guru says, so it's clear that once AEW firmly beat NXT in the ratings, Vince began to literally ignore it. More so ever has Survivor Series. Not- yeah, that one was pretty bad as well. Um. I'm, we, we've got an awful lot about Cross, but we're, we're going to save that for a little bit. We do have this this tag match, this AJ Styles, Omos, and John Morrison against the Viking Raiders and Riddle tag match. And you know, we, we see the drip stick come into action. That was kind of funny. Uh, that was fine. The baby faces get the win. What'd you think of this match, Denise? This was one of the high points of Raw. Honestly, up until this point, I thought we were going to be seeing a pretty good episode. To be honest, I was just being a little nitpicky thing with the John Cena segment. But for the most part, up until this point, I thought, all right, cool. We're back. We're getting fans going, etc. Um, Dude, the stars of this, AJ Styles, Matt Riddle. Ivar, I mean, these are guys that just do cool shit in the ring, and that's exactly what we were seeing. This was a very fun match. Uh, my favorite moment of this was Ivar uh, doing that moonsault, which was just very beautiful, especially with you know a guy his size. Obviously, it's going to look and be presented uh, differently. Oh, I was a big fan of this, and I actually like the fact that we saw the Viking Raiders pick up the win here. I thought that this was this was fun. Well, guess what, Denise? You're in luck. Because next week, we get a tag team title rematch. Sean, I was in the bathroom doing my makeup when they made that announcement. Taking a big fat shit is what you were doing. I was running to the TV and I was like, no. Denise, Denise, hashtag. Hashtag Denise takes big fat shits. I've already said on this show, it's a three hour show. I have to do my makeup the last half hour during the commercial breaks. I wish I was taking big shits. I would have the abs if uh, I did. No, 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 big fat shits. The, the actual, it's, yeah. Well, after you spread <sighs> that nasty rumor about me at AEW Double or Nothing, when you started telling everybody <laughs> I went to go take a dump, even though I went to go get nachos. <laughs> 
You told you told people while I was gone that I was off taking a dump. When I came back all innocently, not knowing what the hell was going on with nachos, I was gone for like seven, ten minutes, and people thought she probably shit and got nachos too. That's disgusting. Let me tell you, wasn't nobody taking a dump after eating those nachos? Because one, they didn't finish the nachos. Two, if you did, no. that was going to mess you up for a while And afterwards. then you buried my nachos, too. You were like, those look so disgusting, Denise. Well, they have way too much cheese. I was like, okay. oh, this guy. Okay. Were they good or were they bad? <laughs> they were trash, Sean. But I wasn't going to tell you that. And then I felt, I was like, they are trash. But you were all like, oh, they look so disgusting. <laughs> because they were. They were horrible. <laughs> Don't blame me. Tell Tell them to change the nachos. Damn. Daly's place. Get, get your shit in. The nachos are bad there. They're not good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, yeah. I think we're talking about, about Raw. Um, oh, even yeah. Though people are, that's my, fa- my second favorite part of the show is coming people up. People are sending super chats about your big fat shits. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I just want to say, first off. People are saying I'm bearing Daly's Place. I loved Daly's Place. It was one of my favorite venues to ever watch wrestling in, and it was a super cool moment. But those nachos were bad. They, they were, were the real worst bad. nachos ever. I'm sorry. I stand by that. I paid $11 for those. Symphony of Destruction match. Um, Jackson Riker beats Elias by pinfall. Some cool spots here, but my intelligence was insulted immediately when you hear huge boos coming for Jackson Riker, and all of a sudden, there's like this laid-over white noise, Denise. They piped in audio there. Um, how stupid did they think that we are? And Andrew Zarian put out there that WWE, that he had to talk to somebody that thinks that, that, that he's going to be a big star. I doubt it, my friends. He had absolutely no reaction, but here's the baffling part, Okay. Obviously, you know, they got a couple of cheap pops here and there because at the end of the day, you have weapons in there. You know what? You still see somebody get, you know, hit with a weapon. You're going to have a little bit of a reaction. All right. We're all humans, whatever. But there was no reaction. And he was one of the people that obviously, you know, heading into, you know, live crowds coming back. We were on here talking about how people were going to react and all of that. And granted, yeah, they're in Texas. You know, they have different views and all of that, whatever. But there was people that for mostly everybody was not reacting i saw a couple of people applauding and i was kind of like oh glad that wasn't me caught on screen applauding for him but anyways um then we had a couple of people you know doing the booze and all of that but throughout the match it was very obvious because you know you were hearing these sounds you know these fan reactions but then you look out on the screen and everybody's just there like you know like they just got caught taking a dump Anyways, but you get what I mean. It was bad. Okay, but here's not even the part that I'm not like happy about. Here's the interesting part. To me, it feels like more so with this match, they are trying to get the people. They're trying to get him over with the people. That's the baffling part. Like, why out of everybody that you can possibly put over, why Jackson Riker? And I feel bad, but I, I hate to be so mean. But it's not like he didn't put himself out there in a negative way yes, to get these he, reactions. So he I'm sorry. did it to Sue himself. Me. He yeah. did it to himself. And he didn't just do it to himself, Denise. He did it to two people that worked really, really hard to make it to the main roster that didn't do shit wrong. And people didn't forget about that. There's a... I would like to know what in the 10-year history of Jackson Riker on TV has led them to believe this guy, he's the one. 
He's the one. It was him shitting himself with the straps. Just did a did very you say shitting clap. himself with the straps. No, hitting himself with the straps. Anakin said that one guy in the front row looked like Joel Pearl seemed to be enjoying this match. I enjoyed the match. I thought the spots were good. I liked I the big suplex that, that like that went through the table. I thought that was cool. Uh, Matt Black, however, says that he was excited and left underwhelmed. And uh, yeah, we've got people saying Sean proposal to replace your baby face clap with Dong Lord Dong. Hey, maybe you should, maybe. You should make like a little theme song like for this show. And, People were really excited to talk about this, even though Cyclops said it was a slime ball move. There are people that were very, very excited about this. Oh, man. Um, So Richie Goodacre is with us. A championship contenders match should be be between two contenders, not a champion. I agree. I agree. By the way, guys, if you're in the chat, uh, please don't spam. That would be greatly appreciated. We've got uh, like over 2,000 people watching. So if, if you make it easier on our mods, it would help. Uh, and please don't type in all caps. What's wrong with all caps? People it's, like it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. Don't do oh, that. I do that all the time. I'm on Twitter. You don't do it in our YouTube chat. Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> Cliff Beard says, it's pretty sad when Vince sees more in Lil Hulk than he does in NXT champ Cross. Oh, I think Cross is miles better than Jackson Riker miles better than Jackson Riker. Um, well, we should probably move on past this <laughs> backstage. We had something that I really liked. Adam and Sonya are talking to Mansoor and Mustafa Ali shows up and, uh, they're teaming next week and I'm here for it. Cause I've enjoyed this stuff. What I haven't enjoyed is Mansoor randomly losing for no reason. But I, I like the idea of Mansoor and Mustafa Ali forming a team. I've liked the stuff they've done together. I've been liking it since they started teasing it, and I'm here for it. I feel like we've, we've, you know, we've talked about how both of these guys are tremendously likable, totally opposite of, of other people. But, uh, yeah, very likable. Do something with them. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Very, very excited. Then we get Natalia and Tamina against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. We got a oh, super. Sean, this is the match that my internet went out. So oh, I well, thought I wasn't going to make the show. Well, you know what? It's the sixth time they've done this match. Uh, Nia's gear looked really good. Natalia and Tamina won. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P 
com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Seamus is on Raw Talk says, please save Shayna. But this, I, I didn't need to see this again. I didn't need to see this again. They teased a split towards the end. But then Nia turned around and headbutted Reggie in the face. So I guess that's over, Denise. Did you get to see any of that? No, I caught just the glimpse when he won the 24-7 championship because I was, yeah, battling with my internet. So I, I pulled up the data on the phone, but I was like trying to like, I was only like half paying attention because I was trying to figure out what was going on with my internet. And I even I even messaged you and I thought I wasn't going to show up to this post show. I thought I was done for the day. But well, anyway. well, fortunately for old Reginald, he wasn't reeling for too long because the 24-7 geeks come out and Akira Tozawa makes it into the ring, tries to hit Reginald, but Reginald does two moves to him and wins the 24-7 title. Here's the thing about Reginald winning the 24-7 title. He's not even the worst option or the worst no, person that they've had win the title. Not at all. So I almost feel like if anything, this is new for them. This is something yes. new for the 24-7 title. So I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to sit here and tell you I didn't like it. I'm fine with it, especially because I, you know, I did see when uh, he did like all of these, you know, like, flippy stuff and you know showing off his you know all the cool things that he can do that was fun i mean if you're gonna do it like you're gonna do this 24 7 championship liven it up and i think that they could utilize reginald in that in that area better than what they were doing with him right now with naya and shayna and i'm and I, if, if they are officially done which i don't think so because i feel like it takes forever for things to be done uh but if they are officially done i think it would be a, the right call to make so first off i want to say i love naya Jax's new look tonight she had like new hair new gear love that uh, i like that the 24 7 thing was not a roll-up and i have been asking them to do something different with the 24 7 title for a while I have no confidence they'll do that. But if they're going to do the same old stuff they've been doing, Denise, I'd rather see Reginald do really cool flips to avoid people than just see people run around and fall over like dopes because Reginald has been consistently entertaining when he is actually in the ring. He has limited experience, but that limited experience that he shows is is pretty impressive in what he does, which is avoid stuff and sell. It's going like to work with the format of the 24-7 yes. championship because, you know, they just do those quick little run-ins sporadically throughout the show whenever they remember about it. So, uh, if you know, if you sporadically have him coming out and, again, you know, show off some of those acrobatic skills, I mean, you're going to get the guy over in that sense. You're not shoving him down our throats in a way that we're just like, oh, this isn't working. John Kelly asks who held the title before Reginald. Uh, Akira Tozawa did. And Planet Dan says he'd kill it on Dark Elevation. I, I don't know if he would. I haven't seen enough of his in-ring work to, to know that. And sometimes on, on Dark and Elevation, they leave some stuff in that should be edited out. At least once a week, I watch that show. And I'm like, this is taped. How did that make air? Like, I, I'm constantly shocked by that. Um Atlee Green says, is tonight's Raw an example of WWE's best foot forward, not counting money in the bank? If so, is it concerning or good enough? No, it is not good enough. No, it is not an example of, of their best foot forward. It is the same old lazy stuff. They just have a lively crowd there, and this is not a good omen. This, this is not going to help ticket sales. It's not going to help any of that, Denise. 
No, I, I don't even know how to describe it because like, yes, they gave us something to talk about today. Yes, we didn't necessarily see the exact same show that we've been seeing. Well, actually, I should take that back because we kind of are in terms of the rematches. I would say that they put a foot forward. It just probably wasn't the best one. Um, by the way, guys, if you spam, you're going to get banned. Please don't do that. Make it easier for our mods. Uh, yeah, this was just like, this was one of those things where I, I watched the show and I was like, okay, this is a bummer. I thought it was going to be different. Raul Ortega says, same Raw, but with fans. OMG and the NXT champion lost to a lower mid-tier guy. Famous eye-popping shocked heel roll-up, the Sheamus special. Well, let's talk about the Sheamus special. Because he's not happy that he faces has to face Humberto Carrillo. And I'm not either, Denise, even though the match was fine. But this match was a match for a match that would be a rematch. Okay. I didn't right. care. Was I supposed I didn't, to? I didn't care either. I didn't care either. And we see Damian Priest looking on. And that's where we're going. And you know what? I bet Damian Priest and Sheamus is going to kick ass. I bet it's going to be awesome. I bet it's going to rule at SummerSlam. It's going to be one of my favorite matches on the show. But uh, I did not need to see Sheamus and Humberto Carrillo again. Sheamus, just- is, Sheamus has done some of the best work of his life during the pandemic after a point in which it looked like he might have to retire due to injury. Get what you can out of him and do fresh matches. The thing that sucks worse about this is that you look at these two guys. It ain't going to hurt Sheamus. Yeah, it'll hurt him a little bit, but not to the degree that it hurt Umberto because Umberto now just looks like a geek. He looks like a jobber. It's like what they this whole thing that he did with Sheamus, I thought at one point was maybe going to elevate him, was maybe going to do something different, but it ended up just kind of being a joke. And I feel bad because I think that, you know, they did have something with Umberto if they actually wanted to. At the end of the day, you know, you have somebody that can do cool moves. It's to, it's going to get over with people. It's going to get over with crowds. You're going to have that, you know, that pop. And I just hate that, you know, he's essentially now just being, uh, you know, after this, he already lost twice back to back to Sheamus and, you know, this month alone, really. So it's like, where do you go from here with Umberto? Nowhere. And that can that really sucks, honestly, because I do think that there's a lot that they could have done with him. And my thing is, like, Damian Priest has shown himself to be a great in-ring talent. And their way to build him to a match is to not have him wrestle. And he shot- has not wrestled, he's not wrestled a one-on-one match since May. And he was literally being besties with Bad Bunny. Like, that seems like 50 years ago now. But come on, like, think of, like, just the soul association. Obviously should have made him be, like, that cool guy. And it just went downhill. They had one of the best matches at WrestleMania. Who would have thought? It was an entertaining match. Uh, And it just went downhill after that. Instead of, you know, seizing that momentum that he had, you know, coming off of, you know, NXT onto the main roster, you know, doing that stuff with Bad Bunny, they should have seized the opportunity when they could have. And then, you know, jumped into this. Instead of having to waste all of these weeks of Sheamus Umberto, man, fast forward with Damian Priest and Seamus if you were going to go this direction and every time they do one of these these things that just go seven eight matches you always get that person and we got that person and i'm gonna shame him where where is it 
Don't you guys remember when Booker and Benoit had five matches on Nitro for five straight weeks? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a little different. There were some stakes applied there. These were really good matches. And every single time I complain about the fact that there's so many rematches, there are always people that are like, what about Benoit and Booker? This ain't that. It's not that. Have Damian Priest here. Have Damian Priest beat somebody. Have him beat Humberto. And then afterwards, good job, kid. You did good. Ha, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Like one of one of those. Humberto, uh, as as this person uh, pointed out, has looked like a job guy since AJ. Where's Angel Garza? They're cousins. Have them team up for the love of God. Brandon Charles Powell said Damian Priest was like the coolest guy in NXT. They need to go back to that. Well, for like a day he was. Then they had Cameron Grimes slicing his tires on the air. Nothing's cooler than getting the air let out of your tires, literally and figuratively. And that's what WWE does to baby faces. Really thumbs <sighs> me out. And Denise, it's what they do to NXT call-ups. Is it oh. time? Boy, it is time, and we've got a whole lot of super chats about this. Karrion Cross debuts, announced out of the blue in the middle of the show. No standard entrance. It's like Vince McMahon listened to Adam Cole's promo about Karrion Cross and said, God damn it, pal, you know what? He's right. Let's do, let's do exactly the stuff that Adam Cole exposed Cross for. So weird. So weird. No Scarlet. And... Jeff Hardy wins about a three-minute match with an illegal pin. Now let's talk about the good. No More Words is back, and that's very cool. I am so happy about that. The song I'm, is good. I've always liked the song. I, I do like the old song more, but okay. But I'm still fine with it. Cool. Yes. I am very fine with, with that. That's great. Vince McMahon does not give a damn about NXT. <laughs> This, I had an NXT wrestler said that felt like a message being sent. Sean, it was. It was a message being sent. And I might as well just kind of, you know, get into what I really wanted to say here on the show. So when this match, okay, so you have first and foremost, you have Karrion Cross come out. He's your NXT champion. He comes out to absolutely zero reaction, okay? And yes, a lot of people were bringing up the fact that obviously it's because Scarlett's not there. He doesn't have the cool entrance and all the smoke and all of that. And I do agree with that. However, there should have still been some sort of reaction for him. Now, here's the other thing. You have him in this match. Sorry to cut you off. They piped in noise for Riker, but wouldn't for the NXT champion. Exactly. That's That's a message. That's a message. Okay. And then you're putting him up in this match against Jeff Hardy. The people were excited to cheer for Jeff Hardy because no matter what, Jeff Hardy is one of those guys that it doesn't matter if, you know, he hasn't necessarily been having the greatest recent run in WWE. It doesn't matter. He's a guy that you're always going to pop for. You're always going to be excited about because, you know what, he's going to remind you of your, you know, your your earlier years as a wrestling fan, et cetera, right? But unfortunately, when he defeated Karrion Cross. They literally, literally, and I don't want to be so overdramatic, Sean, but they basically, like, in a very dramatic fashion, killed NXT. And by that, I mean, dude, come on. He's the NXT champion, okay? Never beaten before in the company. Never lost before in the company. 
They brought him up while he's champion and beat him. Poor Mansoor. Hopefully he's getting a better check. He won 50 matches in a row and they didn't even mention it. And they beat him. There is no regard given to what what is done outside the auspices of Raw and SmackDown. And you'll have those people, Denise, that say, well, not everybody knows who he is. I don't even watch NXT. Well, that's neat. They had the guy walk out with the title around his waist. Literally a prop to make somebody who doesn't know, uh, a prop to make him go, that guy's important. He must be good. Wow. Sean, what's one of the matches that when people are talking about NXT that they're hoping happens? What match have they been teasing? Samoa Joe, Karrion Cross. They even had a commercial for NXT and Karrion Cross and all of this air after this. I'm sorry, but how do you expect me as an, if you're an NXT and a Raw and SmackDown viewer, and obviously there's people that watch everything. If you're one of those people, when you tune into NXT, you are always always going to now have the reminder that Karrion Cross lost to Jeff Hardy. Now, hell, if the Karrion Cross would have lost to somebody that was at least having, you know what, a dominating run, hell, he could have obviously lost to Bobby Lashley. Okay, fine, that's great. But sadly, he lost to Jeff Hardy, who this year has lost to has lost to guys such as Jinder Mahal, The Miz, Sheamus, John Morrison. At main event, he lost to Veer. Beer, Sean, beer. And so I'm sorry, but you, as a, they killed NXT with this. They really did. I mean, obviously, people are still going to watch NXT and all of that by that means. It's not going to kill the entire brand. But in terms of like killing your champion, nothing kills your champion more than this. And I'm sorry, but this was the one thing that I kind of feel like there's a lot of things that I can come out here and I could say, you know what? I see why WWE did that. I see the business side of it. Oh, I see why they did this. And I always try to find a reason for this. I have absolutely zero not one credible reason as to why you have you have your champion your nxt champion carrying cross lose to jeff hardy it was one of I, I i'm just gonna go ahead and say i think it was one of the worst uh when we think about like decisions over the years that that for the for this whole year that was made um this one's definitely going up there in my opinion like this is one when i make my list of bad booking decisions for the year this one has to go on there because i don't think i've ever been this upset about something that i saw because there is repercussions to this and how the NXT brand is going to be viewed after this. And I like the NXT brand. We need to get to some of these super chats. My God, we're going to spend some time on this. Uh, Aaron Entertainment says, how can we take Joe versus Cross seriously now? And somebody says, uh, what if this is to ensure Cross and ILH Joe? (laughs) This has nothing to do with Joe. Nothing to do with Joe. And if, if the only way you can draw aggression out of a character is them getting losing and being embarrassed that i make fun of seamus for that all the time his booking he gets punched in the face beaten and then he's mad they did that with cross tonight bezo banks is saying remember ko and cena chris rain like look at this evan wright saying was this nxt's finger poke of doom no it wasn't that bad but it was it was really bad Chris Reigns, is there ever going to be anyone try and say NXT is the third brand after tonight? How do they expect people to get invested in NXT? He's exactly right. He's exactly right. And we've got uh, we've got people saying it's pretty weird to uh, send a message to your best book show. Anakin JMT bringing up it's it's Cross's first lingo, singles loss. 
Jay Party does as well. Richie Goodacre says Triple H can't be too happy with Vince at this point. I mean, it is. I know there's a lot of people that just don't like Karrion Cross, and I get it. You're not going to like all the same people. This is just objectively a weird booking decision, and El Milkman enjoyed your rant. Thank you. I just feel like I get it. Some people might not like Karrion Cross, and people are saying, well, people don't know who he is. It, that's not the point. There's a bigger picture here. It's what Karrion Cross represents. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you want to say, uh, why would you want to send a message to the NXT brand? The NXT brand is part of your company. They make money. You make money. Everybody <laughs> makes money. It does not make sense, Sean. It, I can't fathom it. Dylan says, uh, Vince is the little kid going into his brother's uh, Triple H's room to play with his toys and just smashes them together until they break. And I got somebody saying this is not objectively a weird decision. It's subjectively. You, Yeah, okay, fair. But it, it is a weird decision. It would be a weird decision to have a world champion show up on your show and beat him in three minutes to a guy. Yeah, no, it is uh, anybody reasonably would think that's weird. Jonathan says their logical WWE logic to explain cross losing like that. Scarlet is the source something. No, but, and I don't think they will. I think it'll just be, he lost. I think that's it. They, they could make sense of almost anything if they tried. And I had people say, Oh, well, I'm, I'm okay with, with Jeff Hardy beating cross. Cause Jeff Hardy's a former world champion and Jeff Hardy shouldn't be beaten. You don't got to book them against each other. It could have been anybody else. We, we got Havri Duncan, that sent a good super chat that gosh, we've got so many, uh, but he says Moss Garza, Shelton Gulak, truth, Cedric are all a part of raw into the, any of those guys could have got squashed. Uh, but well, he's talking about Bobby even, but any of those guys could have got squashed, squashed by cross too, but Moss is hurt, but yes, that could have worked for two matches tonight. There's a lot of them that could have worked for instead of doing rematches. You could have debuted and returned some of these people, with a win, Denise, and made people care about him. And the argument that NXT, Raw, and SmackDown are on par. I never want to hear anybody say that anymore because they're not seen on par anymore. And this is not speaking about the in-ring work. No, this is just how the how the brands are being portrayed. And I feel bad because I've seen a lot of NXT talent sit, go out in interviews and they say that they're on par with Raw and SmackDown and they're all seen as the same level. And that's why they kind of get irritated when people ask, or oh, when are they going to move up to the main roster? When are they going to move up to the main roster? And then they don't. I'm sorry, but like when there you have the main roster, NXT is not a part of that. Chris Rain says, this is why I never want to see Adam Cole called up. Don't think you got to worry about that, my friend. And uh, we got a super chat uh, where Somebody said, oh, it was Daniel R. He said, Tommaso Ciampa seems like the smartest guy around. He sure does. Dave A. says, was this uh, meant to make sure Cross annihilates Joe? I guess I I read that one twice. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Cliff Beard says, if we follow WWE rules, Jeff Hardy gets an NXT title shot now, right? He did just pin the champ, right? And, And Raul says, sarcasm. Let it play out, Sean. We get weeks of rematches now. Also, clip Denise's rant. We probably will. Um, and, and as other people are pointing out, they're probably not going to mention this loss on NXT. Why Uh, would they? Are they supposed to be different universes, even though they obviously promoted him as the NXT champion in that graphic? Although sometimes it seems like we're supposed to act like they're in another universe. And Colt Badeau even says, watch tomorrow when Joe doesn't mention this. 
if I were Joe and I re-signed and this is like one of the first things that happened, I would be very, very upset by that. Uh, being sold a bill of goods probably there. Josh says, do you think cross losing will affect people wanting to go to NXT now? I, I mean, numbers speak for themselves. More people have left WWE of their own volition in the last five years than I think the last 15 or 20. I think it even stretches into the Monday Night War era. Then that period combined, more people have left on their own during that period. Um, yeah. George says, personally, I love Cross. He's got an intensity and a promo vignette style, which is unique. I think NXT hasn't presented it amazing either. Yeah, I think they're, they're leaving a lot to be desired there. And uh, Daniel says he thought the, the loss was a mistake. Richie Goodacre says, I knew it looked bad for Cross when they didn't announce his debut until halfway through the show. Well, I heard this afternoon that Cross was going to leave, or maybe it was this evening, and I didn't believe it. I thought I heard wrong. I thought I heard wrong. I was shocked by that. Kate says, creative needs to F off more than anyone has F off in the history of effing off. That's a good shout. And we still got a bunch of super chats about this. Tingu Ray says, main roster call-ups are killing my care in NXT. Why should I be invested if when they go to the Raw or SmackDown, they'll be wasted? NXT is losing value. Um, I let NXT exist in a world of its own to me, Denise. That's why I try my best to do that. I know, and it sucks because there's no winning. I mean, you have your NXT getting talent getting called up, and then they get essentially buried. And now you essentially have Karrion Cross, who was representative of that brand, still getting buried. So it's like, where do you win? There's no winning. I don't, I don't get it, Sean. It's they could do so much with the NXT brand, and it's so fun. And do you remember that, like the period where, like you know, everybody was so hot and so crazy for NXT, and it was like that's where like the real fans were, and they just had mm-hmm. this vibe of like. Oh, you're a legit fan if you're watching NXT. Like that was like the attitude. And it just kind of feels like I don't know where any of that went. Oh man, Colt Bedosa. Somebody asked Triple H about this on his next call. Oh, it will be asked about. It for sure will be asked about. And uh those calls have become pretty interesting. He's gotten kind of sassy there lately. Daniel <laughs> Eckersley says they had an opportunity to highlight NXT, have Cross win, and Joe come out and attack him. It's not hard to book. Geez. Yeah, I completely agree. If you're going to do the crossover, I would have loved that. I would have loved as he gets back to the ramp, Joe shows up and chokes him out. And they're like, well, now you're going to have to tune into NXT and see this. I think Cyclops, at this point I would have taken anything. <laughs> Cyclops says he hates Cross and he's butthurt about it. It's just because of the, <laughs> the common sense booking around it. And Charlie says, hey, Denise, I completely agree with what the F. Love that Jeff has his music back, but the booking has been atrocious. All of a sudden, he pins Cross in six minutes after he destroys all challengers at NXT. Gargano, Cole, Balor all bumped their asses off and had really physical matches with Cross to make him look good. And this is what happens. Exactly. Injection says, saw the finish and thought they did that so they can play Jeff's music, honestly. And (laughs) get it twice. The sad reality is that music wasn't as over as I thought it was going to be. No. Hopefully, hopefully fans are a little bit more, I don't know, clued in, it's tuned like in. It's a dancing thing, though. It's like it's a good song, but you can't move to it yeah. as much, though. There's definitely a younger era that way more fondly remembers that than the Hardy Boys theme. And I get it. I understand it. I like the song, too. I mean, it, it played on repeat on the, on, on the, uh, the video game main screen. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says, Hardy pin cross like one, two, three. I can't process what you're saying. 
And then we've got John Kelly asking how long NXT contracts are. They vary. They vary. Anakin says the last three times NXT champ came to Maine, Ciampa defeated FTR and the bar. Cole defended the title against Dunn and Brian. Owen stunned Cena. I forgot to bring something up. We forgot to talk about the fact that it's Karen Cross's birthday. Yeah, it's Cross's birthday too. <laughs> you think they just did this because it's his birthday? <laughs> well, Wrestle Hype's telling you to go off. This is one of the most super chatted things I have ever seen in the five years that we've done this show. I mean, it is by far the most super chatted thing I would, I would argue. And we're talking like some big returns, some really, really big moments. Drew Lytle says they managed to outdo Walter's uh, survivor series burial. Nerd guru says Finn Balor, Keith Lee, Cole, Johnny Dunn, O'Reilly, all the ones that he beat are now meaningless. I'm furious about this. George says, it seems like years since KO was in NXT with Cena. Uh, Raul says, remember when NXT won survivor series pepperidge farm does Keith Lee couldn't even get through a commercial break. Why should I watch NXT? Sucks. And, and then we've got some people that are trying to make sense of it. Phoenix says, only way this pays off of his cross ends Jeff's career, which will never happen. Jeff's deal's like through next year. And that's through not next even year. the payoff we want to see. Why would we want to see that? It makes no sense. I'm sorry. That's not even a good payoff. Somebody asked if I think he loses the title tomorrow. No, I don't. Remember, they're Marvel. <laughs> He says, Rob Wilkins <laughs> says, NBC Universal is going to have to bring in Cyrus to take care of this. Oh, that's a that's a long time shout. And Nate says that Cross may, uh, said that Jeff made the biggest mistake of his life. So I guess he got his heat back. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. No. And DKC brings up a good point. Impact's promoting with AAA, New Japan, and AEW. And WWE can't even promote their own brands. I told a story on the, the Fightful Select Backstage Report podcast. Check it out, guys. It's like 15 minutes of exclusive news every week, every Monday on Fightful Select. And Impact Wrestling, when I hit him up about the NWA stuff, like I mean, I, I knew that the Thunder Rosa was coming to, to Impact Wrestling. I knew Kylie Ray was allowed to go over. They were like, oh, by the way, our relationship with Ring of Honor is better than it's ever been, too. Like MLW has been good to deal with. NWA has been good to deal with. We, we built that bridge. Uh, Pat Kenny helped her. Uh, help do that and WWE can't cooperate with their own brands I'm gonna sound like a broken record but <sighs> I think the theme of today is it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it does not make sense at all uh Ian says I never want to get to the point where the right booking always overtakes personal favorites even as I age I don't like cross I pop for Jeff's music and win NXT is my favorite show and it's, that's, that's a very good point. And Volob says Cross will be fine, but it's more about how NXT was hurt because Cross became a superstar anyway. I think a lot of people are seeing that, Denise. They're realizing there is a bigger picture. There's a grander picture to whether you like Karrion Cross or not, whether or not you like his body of work or not, whether or not you like the presentation. It's NXT, how that is perceived uh, as far as main roster goes. I mean, it ain't good. It, it, it's, it's not a good omen. No, it's not. And I almost wonder if they, they thought it was a good idea just because the crowd was cheering Jeff Hardy. I don't know. I'm trying to find some sort of logic into this. But to be honest, I just can't. We're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel of these super chats, by the way. And I just feel bad because I feel like we're beating a dead horse here. But it's like, how can you not think and, of the implications here? And obviously, people are very passionate about this. J.J. Lee says NXT fan uh, shows like this and uh, like 
or as an NXT fan, shows like this hurt and excite somehow. Nate says, prominently displaying that title for a debut loss is a choice. Has there ever been a reigning NXT champion on a Raw match with the title before? I don't know. I feel like I feel like Charlotte might have, and she maybe she got beat. I think I remember that. Then uh, we get one that says, Raw was the literal burial of NXT with the cross match. Cena, Becky, and Goldberg is all you need because the future sucks. NXT sucks, says Vince. Yikes. And then Raphael says, I feel the takeaway from tonight's show is that I should either watch NXT or watch the main roster, but I can't be, uh, I can't watch both and be invested. That's a good point, Denise. It's tough for them to sort of coexist. Well, Denise's internet dropped out. So, uh, well, I'll keep reading these super chats. Rodolfo says Triple H needs to leave and find himself a Tony Khan. He builds characters so they can just get squashed on the main roster. Ridiculous. Mike Lima says if this booking continues, will it impact Raw ticket sales? It's certainly, I certainly enjoyed Raw Elevation tonight. And Eddie, oh, look at that. I gotta, I gotta switch my frame up because Denise dropped out. What, what do we got here? What do we got here? Bam, look at that. Uh, yeah, I do think that it will affect Raw's ticket sales, quite frankly. I, I do. Nerd Guru says, Balor, Keith Lee, Cole, Johnny Dunn, uh, all those are rendered meaningless as well. I'm going to save the Goldberg stuff until Denise is back, hopefully, because Denise hit the bricks. Her internet's been having some issues there. So uh, bear with us a little bit. Intangible one says Hardy needs to bring back the globe face paint now that he has no more words. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really good look for him and it's different. And it, Naomi's moving over to SmackDown apparently. So it'd be unique to him on that show. Bid Moon says one positive. We witnessed a new record for the destruction of a call up. That ain't fun though. And Daglio says as long as Cole Gargano and Ciampa stay in NXT, you'll be fine. Well, you never know. You never know. Where the F was Scarlett? Keith Lee didn't look good tonight. Looked sloppy in his opinion, he says. I think Keith Lee looked like a guy who hadn't wrestled in a few months, and um, that's okay. I think that's okay. Well, look who has rejoined us. It is Denise Salcedo herself. I'm sorry. I'm on my phone. Uh, My internet completely went out on my computer. So I'm literally on my data on my phone right now. So I'm sorry if my mic and my camera and everything are shit right now. Well, Drew says your, your internet felt bad for you and that you actually went to go take a big fat shit. (laughs) I wish man, this is so stressful. I'm pissed. I pay like $110 for this internet. Well, don't worry. We're about to, or we're going to get you uh, the segment that that everybody wants to hear you talk about in in a moment. But we've got more super chats. Like people are really upset about this. They got Raw fans looking down on NXT Impact. Even promoted Nikki Cross winning, but Vince can't promote NXT. Cross losing is a final nail in the coffin. Uh, can't wait till Finn gets tired and joins the Elite. Like. People are really upset. Francis saying Triple H should appear on AEW and slander Vince. Uh, Jay Party even saying SmackDown was better than Raw. You know, I think this had some more noteworthy stuff, but Cyclops says A. Cole uh, could cut a great promo on Cross about this. 
a lot of it seemed true. A lot of what, what Adam Cole said seemed true. People telling him happy birthday. Luke Jagger says, is Cross trying to make a call to Scott Demore? DJ the Kid says, Cross was losing was bad, but bringing back lead a job to Bobby in six minutes is ridiculous. We are about to get into that. And uh, guys, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna make an executive decision to wrap up the cross super chats because we've been on this for like twenty minutes. It's I think we've said about all we can. But I almost that. feel like this just tells you everything. The fact that you know people are just like livid about this. It should just tell you that it was a really bad call to make, especially right now when you have the return of the crowds and that everybody is hoping for like you know some actual change. And I had somebody say, oh, you seem mad about this booking. And I'm like, I can't be mad about it. I expect it at this point. I, I have come to expect really weird booking. Uh, Marco notes that we're light years gone from Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan. Could NXT be in trouble? No, they're they're getting paid for that show. And Brandon Rosen says that Eddie Kingston promo was bang on the money. Yikes. And a lot of people um, speculating about about where you were give this five dollars to denise so <laughs> this, can this, internet. this creative decision was so bad it killed my internet my internet said nah she's done talking about this man it's like I don't, I don't even know where to go we do have some super chats about Riker still so many rematches Riker, what a gift to fans says kelsey and jamie hopes that Riker gets greeted with a standing boo um Sanchez says that he wants somebody to screenshot the look on Denise's face when she dropped out of her internet. Wait, did I freeze? I'm sorry. Yes, you did. I have no idea what's going on, to be honest. I'm still trying to get the internet back, so I'm kind of just here chilling. Ken says that Hurricane said creating moments is the most important thing. Well, that by that metric, cross losing was a resounding success. Good booking creates moments, though. David Rivera. Hell yeah. Uh, David Rivera asked, do you think this is Vince being spiteful because NXT could not get the job done and take care of AEW? Possibly. Possibly. Sure. I'm open to anything now. But that's backwards thinking, though. That is still mm-hmm. his team. If anything, why yep. not try to strengthen it? Sean, am I going to get fired for not having my internet working? Am I going to be punished on the next show? Or are you going to be like, hell, you know what, Denise? we got to have a backup plan next time your, your internet goes out. Oh, I mean, By I that gonna... logic, I should be fired. I was going to do the show solo. I'm the draw here, Denise. Um, oh, thanks. Well, in that case, don't mind Denise's me. Denise's internet pulled a peacock. We are finally done with the carrying cross. Super chats, guys. Thank you for all of them. Um, please keep sending them about other stuff. I mean, obviously, we're going to go over time tonight, but that that's the case. And Denise will be bonus, of course. But uh, Arzine says, cross lost, Nikki wins. What a wild 30 minutes of pro wrestling TV. Well, the show got even wilder. Bobby Lashley's out for his open challenge, and it's Keith Lee. Keith Lee is back, and I'm so excited. He did look like he hadn't wrestled in a while, a little bit rough around the edges, but I'm just happy to see him back. What did you think of the match and the decision for Keith Lee to lose in the first match back? Because I thought that was weird. 
Uh, you know what? Given the fact that it could have been a lot worse, I'm not necessarily completely in. I'm not completely against Keith Lee losing in this match, to be honest, because it's not like we haven't seen him in a while. So they got to reestablish him, reestablish him on the Raw brand. So I actually think it was the right call to make. Now, is it going to make a new star? Probably not. But right now, it's all about Bobby Lashley. And considering the fact that he's, you know, on this dominant streak, then obviously it makes sense to, you know, have him uh you know essentially just brutalize him should it have been Keith Lee they could have brought him in in a totally different way they did not have to bring him into this open challenge I actually thought that the open challenge was going to be answered by Goldberg and then there was a you know a couple people like maybe like maybe half hour before this the all over Twitter spear was the fact that WWE released new Braun Strowman uh gear. Yes. and I started thinking like damn maybe it's gonna be Braun Strowman and so the fact that I, I was actually expecting for it to be Braun Strowman or Goldberg, but I was happy that it was Keith Lee. But I think they could have brought him back in a different way. Yes, they could have brought him back in a different way, beating literally anybody and making somebody care about him more. Uh, we've got a ton of super chats uh, about this as well. Uh, there were people that, that were not happy about this. Probable cause says they wasted Keith Lee again for Oldberg, and that's trash. Michael J says Saul Lashley and Lee was like big meat, beefy men slapping meat. Instead, we got a wet fart. Very sad. And, you know, there are people that will say, oh, well, what, do you want Keith Lee to beat Lashley? No, he doesn't got to wrestle Lashley. He could wrestle anybody. Uh, Probable Cause says reestablish what, though, Denise? He was 50-50 before. He was in the main event picture. It's not our but fault. But he does have a point. He uh, has yeah, a they, point they were. to that. They weren't even 50 50ing him at first, Denise. They were just ending all of his matches in DQs and countouts and no contests. And George says that Keith Lee got in way more than Kofi. Was a swerve, though. Yeah, but it, it just, that's not how you bring somebody back that's been gone for six or seven months. You what, mate? Thanks us for a hard night work. Thank you very much. And we also had a super chat where uh, Jeff L said you're on uh, three straight nights on Fightful and you went for a bit of a shit break. I know. I'm sorry. And my hand's like trembling too. I'm like, I'm trying to keep it still, but I don't have a tripod for this. So oh my sorry gosh. for the terrible presentation oh here. This gosh. is not Denise Salcedo style right here. Curse well, I mean, Spectrum. You- this is Spectrum's fault. Don't worry. I'll do an ad read in a minute. You can like set it up somewhere if you want. Uh, Ray Callahan asks, does E cash in at Survivor Series? He said, or SummerSlam, he said he wanted Goldberg. So, um, Bill Goldberg came out after this, as we reported um, on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. He says he's next. You know the drill. You've seen it a million times. But people aren't necessarily happy about this, uh, including uh, NerdGuru saying, how is New Day not the move? Biggie has the case. He should have answered and said, you, me, SummerSlam. Let's do it. I agree. Um, I really, really agree and Steve Q says, well, Denise just exited herself from this. Jeez. I think she's adding her stuff. There we go. I'm back. It's Internet's back. back. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So Goldberg comes out. Tell me, tell me what you thought about this before we get into the super chats, because we got Steve Q saying it has the potential to be a thrilling match on the pre-show. Uh, we've, got, we've got Russell Hype saying that the, the chant sounded a little bit a little bit sweetened. We've got Jose Flores saying he doesn't hate Goldberg, but he hates title match Goldberg. And then we got George 
saying that he bet you popped for him. So uh, taking all that into consideration, how did you feel? We've had it out on this show over Goldberg before. Sean, thanks to you, I have been bullied on the internet because yeah, of I'm thankfully. a Goldberg fan. So uh, thank you. That's been live and uh, you know still rocking on my Twitter page every now and then. Now I just have fun with it. Obviously, I was expecting this. Uh, you know, after reading your report and all of that, I was expecting you know Goldberg. I just didn't know in what form or fashion he was going to come in during this. And the second that his music hit, uh, you can't deny that there was obviously that reaction for him. And I don't think that this was sweetened or piped at least from what I saw based on, you know, the, the crowd and everybody in the chants and all of that. Uh, and if they did, damn, they did a good job of hiding it because I thought that was a really nice reception for Goldberg. Now, again, and I'm going to say this one million times, I said this yesterday, I am a Goldberg fan, as we all know, but I do not think that he should be going for the title, okay? And I do not think that he's going to be winning the title. Of any, I do think Bobby Lashley will be uh, beating him, obviously. But I think at the end of the day, though, there is still a difference between the live crowd and how they feel about certain people and how the social media community feels about certain people. And uh, let me tell you, the reception that I got when I reported this news over the weekend on FightfulSelect.com was overwhelmingly negative. And uh, we got somebody saying they can't have moments, comebacks, debuts every week. They could. They have enough talent to where they could they could make it happen, but uh, it, they can't rely on that. They can't rely on that. Bid Moon says that myself and Goldberg are over. I don't want to be over the way that Goldberg is, buddy. I mean, besides the money. And Terrence says that the pops for Goldberg and Cena were awesome, but also concerning. Where's the youth core? What happens to your legend when your legends are not available? They don't build anybody. I had somebody say, well, of course, of course they have Goldberg there. He's over. Get somebody else over. Goldberg lost his last title match this year against Drew. Do and something else. Was also all the people like think about the people who got the biggest pops of the night. John Cena, Goldberg. Obviously, the Jeff Hardy pop wasn't anything uh, at that level, but still, the people were they reacted way more to him than they did Cross. So, like, I don't know. Like, that is pretty telling. The fact that you're the people that are getting the reactions are essentially all of the nostalgic people. The nostalgic people. To me, when you yeah. book Bill Goldberg on a show in 2021, you don't need a title there. I don't any viewers to whatever he's gonna do. It doesn't add a single one. Is Bobby Lashley versus Bill Goldberg an interesting matchup? I'm sure it'll be a fun sprint. Also, it would have been a fun sprint if it were Big E, who has exclaimed in the past that he wants... They're working their way there. They're working their way there. Sure. Sure, but right now, what's Big E going to do? Hopefully just keep building upon that momentum that he has right now. I mean, at SummerSlam. Oh, at SummerSlam? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It would exactly. be nice to see him versus exactly. Lashley. That was the direction they, they could have built, built somebody for Bobby Lashley. They could have had Goldberg go in there against Big E and said, all right, you want to show that you belong? Here I am. You want this match? You got it. Three minutes, big meaty men slapping meat. Big E gets his dream match. People love Big E and will make it work. Um, and and it, I think people would be just as interested in that as a Bobby Lashley match. Ray says that he would have preferred Goldberg to be the open challenge just to get the match done and create a cool raw moment. I wouldn't have hated it. I mean, I, but they're they're filling a stadium here, so I, I get that. Yeah, uh, and see, at the end of the day, like again, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but I still think that Goldberg is somebody that will attract eyes, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. 
Nerd Guru notes that Becky got the third best reaction and wasn't there. I think she was there, but I don't, but she did get, she did get a great reaction. Kentucky says, looking at AEW's big pay per views, main events versus WDBs. Well, Cena versus Reigns is a legit, big time WrestleMania caliber main event. Uh, but I mean, I look at the stories that AEW tells compared to WWE's on a wide scale, and that's what makes the difference to me. I'm not going to count out SummerSlam because I know yeah. that, you know, from the looks of it, they're putting everything that they have into making that a big show. And I mean, given the fact that people are going to be spending hundreds of dollars to go to Las Vegas, even if you're driving to Las Vegas, those ticket prices for those hotels are expensive. The tickets are expensive. Oh, yeah. The travel is expensive. So you're going to want to give the, the people their money's worth because anybody who's going to this show is definitely dropping a couple hundred, maybe even a grand or so oh yeah it's a very very expensive trip very uh brandon charles pal said let goldberg spear jackhammer Riker." that would be very satisfying to me to be honest with you that'd be very very satisfying i would like that a lot and ian gives us a nice compliment bad wi-fi or 1080p y'all are the best in the biz well thank you so much but denise did you notice after that that punch punch kick goldberg was he looked knackered he looked exhausted well, yeah, I mean, everybody's been bringing that up since like forever. That's obviously been a criticism. So I think what he probably should do is call up our friends at helixsleep.com slash Fightful, get him a nice, comfortable mattress delivered, and just enjoy himself. Just relax. You know, if you're getting tired walking through those through those fireworks, maybe it's that adrenaline dump. Maybe it's one of Denise's big fat dumps. You never know what's going to get you worn out. Helix Sleep has you covered. You go over to helixsleep.com, you take the quiz, you get matched with the, the mattress that, that you get from the quiz. I got matched with the Dusk Lux, and I, I wanted something that felt a little bit in between soft and firm. I was a back sleeper. Now I can be a back or side sleeper because this fits me so much better. I wasn't able to do that on the slab of memory foam that I slept on before, but helixsleep.com slash Fightful changed the way that I slept, and I got to maximize my sleep. I don't get a lot of it, so I want to maximize it when I have it. And for quite literally, the better part of a decade, I was looking for a better pillow because I, I broke my neck and had some pretty rough neck injuries about uh, 10 years ago, and their uh, Helix Sleep pillows that come with this deal I'm about to provide you have done me a wonderful service. They're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try out the helixsleep.com slash Fightful mattress for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. You take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you up to a customized mattress that gives you the best sleep of your life. It is the number one Best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine, and most importantly, Fightful Magazine. You don't have to go to a mattress shop and sit on their janky mattresses that all these other goblins have been rolling around on. No, no, no. They'll make sure you get the mattress that works for you. And if you don't like it, risk-free, just call them up. Tell them, hey, you know what? For some reason, I don't like this. I don't like getting the best night's sleep of my life. Uh, whatever. I, I don't need any of that. They'll come back and they'll get it for free. Look at look at Ray. He's saying his Helix rules. He threw away all of his other pillows too. Threw them away. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And you know what? 
You know, look at that. Look at that. People just showing the love for the Helix Sleep mattress. I love it. And you know what? I went over to allform.com slash Fightful, and I got myself a, a By God sofa with a double chase, too. Hit them up as well. Those are my Helix peeps. Allform.com slash Fightful as well. We've got uh, a few few super chats in relation to the last topic that we discussed. George says, Hangman's build is Oscar-winning compared to WWE. Yes, it is It is so long-term. The seeds were planted. You can trace the seeds of his eventual win being planted from the very first press conference. They didn't know this was going to be the destination from then, I'm sure, but they have played off of that. I tweeted this probably the day, well, obviously the day that we had that confrontation with Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. It literally is my favorite story right now in wrestling. And the reason for that is because it comes across as very real, very realistic. Like, I don't feel like I have to stretch my imagination or by any means. I watched this. I'm entertained. And because you have this, like, history with, you know, with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega and the Bucks and all of that, it's not hard to buy into the story and also they've made uh they've made page into this very relatable type of character that you know isn't just you know black and white he has layers to him he has you know some things where he might not be completely for you know actually going for the bout and it's just like the whole story that they've been telling has been very very good oh man can't wait to see that one hopefully in person unfold also AEW and Cincy the week after all out. I'm, I'm very excited for that. Ryan Evans says new Strowman merch. That's a good sign of him returning to the fed. I know the majority of fans when I'm nowhere, nowhere near AEW. I immediately thought that when, uh, when he left, he would come back on a, on a lesser deal. Denise, he is such a WWE guy. I'd be surprised. Uh, Orlando says thought if Lashley versus Goldberg is a squash match. Uh, I want then them to keep Bobby distraction of his. I, I mean, I see what you're getting. I, I would be fine if Lashley squashed Goldberg. I mean, really, almost all of Goldberg's matches are squashes or sprints. It's so, going to be quick. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a sprint. Yeah, and that's that's what Goldberg does best. The intangible one said Denise had to give up her wedding for this raw first raw I've seen in months. And the Nikki cash in is the only reason I don't fully regret it. We still got to get to that. I mean, my God, but we still have one holdout on the cross thing. Ace on deuce says carrying loss is not good ahead of that NXT move to sci-fi coming up. Ratings are about to bomb. That isn't a good omen at all, Denise. And they're filming two weeks of NXT shows this week. Oh God. I forgot about the whole sci-fi thing. When is that? Is that next week? Yes. Is this week? Yes, I'm is. like, I don't even know what week it is anymore. That's yeah. It's not going to be good for numbers whatsoever. We got no. this uh, playhouse gimmick with uh, Alexa and Dewdrop and Eva. This sucked. Great fashion by Eva and Dewdrop. Like the outfits. That's the only positive thing that I can say about this. Reds are overrated. Thanks for the super chat, pal. Says, what the heck was that fake smo- slow motion fall by Eva Marie? It looked like there's people trying to commit insurance fraud. <laughs> there was one time. I was uh, getting my taxes done and I pulled up to the place where I was getting my taxes done. This is like 12 years ago. And I watched somebody walk into a parked car and roll off of it 
and what? try to pretend like they got hit. Oh, the guy was high as hell, Denise. Oh, he tried to act like the guy hit him with the car? And the, the guy was parked and didn't even have his keys in the ignition. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, God. But also hilarious. I, I hope he got help. Um, Ace on Deuce says, can we please in this Alexa gimmick, the Fiend stuff can also go, how can anyone defend how long the tooth it's gotten? It has, and it, it's past its expiration date. It really well, is. It's past it because they haven't actually done anything really with it. Other than Alexa's playground, there's not like there's been this major change or there's major shift in the women's direct and the women's division. So no, it's just there. Tremaine says, Hey guys, this means uh, much. I'm super proud of Denise. She's improved so much and is now one of the best commentators in the IWC because she learned from the best Mr. SRS. Also, I need to watch the Nikki cash in. You do, Tremaine. It was a cool moment, I thought. I thought it was a very cool moment. Let's go ahead and talk about it. I don't think I'm missing anything else on this show. Probably am. But by God, we're an hour and 15 minutes into this show. We got the Charlotte coronation, so to speak. And, you know, she comes out and she talks that trash. Rhea Ripley talks that trash. And we get a rematch, Denise. You know, I feel kind of foolish because I was sort of expecting a Becky Lynch return here. Like, out of all the times, I kind of felt it today. I kind of felt it. Denise, they could have taken the time that set this up. All the time for this match that didn't need to happen. Absolutely didn't need to happen. And they could have... One, giving Karrion Cross a more sustained win. They could have had Keith Lee win in a return match. Could have put that on hour one so somebody would have given a shit about hour one uh, outside of the Cena thing. And then this show could have ended with the coronation and Rhea Ripley comes out and they, they like I said months ago, Peter Griffin versus the chicken. They beat the absolute dog shit out of each other for about five minutes. And then... Nikki Ash comes out. Oh, I forgot the gender drew segment. Um, gender oh, yeah. came out and it was his birthday. He didn't lose a match. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about this. Gender uh, got sang to by Shanky. This, this literally got zero super chats. The only segment <laughs> on the show that got no super chats, which is why I forgot it. You know what, though? I will say this, though. I prefer to listen to Shanky sing than have yes. to listen to one more history talk from Drew. Yes, yes. And Drew's got to know it's bad. Uh, from what I heard, he does know it's bad and doesn't want to do it. But Drew came out and beat that ass with a chair, and I'm all for that. I'm all he, for that, but I'm not for the camera cuts they did there. I have a question for you, Sean. Do you think there was more chair shots or more camera cuts? Camera cuts, by far, by far. <laughs> Um, this was harmless to me. They're setting up for Drew and gender. Okay, whatever. He He's beating up the heater like he should. Look, here's the thing. Usually I would say that the camera cuts ruin things because they ruin things because they really do. However, I don't know. It kind of added a little bit more to all the chair. It made it seem like he doubled the chair shots. I don't oh. even know because it was just like nonstop. Oh. I thought, man, I didn't realize how mad he was at him. I didn't think that he should be that mad at Shanky. It's just like you got so much history to play off of, and they choose a sword and a, and a motorcycle. That's what they're building this off of. Not the fact that they're legit friends. Not the fact that they both got released and became WWE champion. Not the fact that at the lowest point of their career, they were a tag team together. None of that. Let's play off of a sword and a motorcycle. Real weird. Evan says, went from Eddie Kingston and Penta to Riker Elias. Woof. Woof. Well, Bezo, 
Well, we have effectively finished the Rhea Ripley Charlotte segment already because that ended in a DQ. It really didn't need to be a match at all. You didn't need to just do a match. You could have just done what we said, run a Keith Lee match, have him win, have him beat literally anybody. That would have been cool. Bezos says, uh, let's talk about how Charlotte has been cashed in on for the third time. Her biggest rival is the Money in the Bank contract, hands down. Well, Nikki Ash, or Nikki A-S-H, they, they keep saying instead of Nikki Ash, but I'm calling her Nikki Ash because it's easier to say. Thank you for the obligatory Drew versus Jenner super chat. She comes out, and she pins Charlotte Flair. And listen, I'll see it through. I'm happy for Nikki because I hear nothing but good things about Nikki. Okay, so little inside baseball here. I know sometimes people are like, Sean, how do you get leaks? Who, who leaks you this information? Why they leak so much negative news? I had somebody go to the trouble last year of leaking me information that when they brought in all the extras to sit around all goddamn day at those tapings, that Nikki Cross was like, hey, I want to buy all of you pizza to thank you all for being here, spending your day here, and making us look good. She is beloved on that roster. And Charlotte Flair's bulletproof. Not Jeff Hardy could pin her in three minutes with his foot on the ropes. She's going to be fine. Exactly. She's going to be fine. Exactly. She's bulletproof. But Nikki Ash was not. And this woman has worked very, very hard. And there is a lot to play off of, Denise. Her ups, her downs, and how she believes in herself, and all of a sudden believing in herself changed things for her. I don't know if WWE will tell this slam dunk easy story, but there it is. Again, it makes sense that they're doing it this way with her. I said this, like, since the, we started talking about, you know, her being in the money in the bank, that it would make sense for her to actually win it since they're, you know, they're making this change in her, invest in her. So go ahead and make her champion. Now, was I expecting it tonight? I honestly wasn't. I thought that this was the only moment of the show that I genuinely was like, oh, nice. Like, this is crazy. Like, I was surprised, but like in a good way. And also, you know, a lot of people yesterday were saying, oh, she's going to lose. She's going to lose and it was such an automatically given that she was going to lose but I didn't feel that way for some reason I thought you know what I don't think she's going to lose but then when she came out today I thought oh man she's going to lose like I didn't think she was going to actually defeat Charlotte here during uh tonight but then it was like it became clear that she was and then she did and the reaction was like cool but I think the reaction was more so of like the fact that the audience got to see a cash in and a successful cash in at that. So I do hope that, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, next week, that we do see this new, uh, you know, bigger appreciation for Nikki Ash. So uh, I, I don't even know that I heard the reaction because Denise, I am still so used to like me reacting that I, yeah. that I don't, sometimes I don't pay attention to what is, what the reaction is on, on the screen. This was a cool moment. I, I feel happy for the person behind the character, even beyond that. Tremaine says, is this her first title reign? If so, that's awesome. Yes, and it is awesome. It is super awesome. I'm so excited for her. I hope they tell this very, very easy story. Um, Ian says, here's $10 more because I miss every SRS Q&A on Select. And because Denise is a future action star, she is. 
long episode tonight. Thank you. We've had a couple long episodes. Denise has pulled three straight long episodes. If we make the show two hours, that would be five hours of me and Fightful in the last three days. I, I don't think it's so going to go It's going to be four that, and a half hours. It doesn't go that far, but Denise is going to get paid a little extra for I'm this. Gonna, I'm going to start prolonging this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zach says he hates WWE so much. The crowd was ready for Becky's return and said we got Nikki's children's TV superhero gimmick with the title. Well, there, there are different plans for Becky Lynch right now. Uh, also, right after this show, Alex Palowski is going to go live on Fightful Select to do sour graps right after this. So if you want even more, I bet Alex is probably going to go another hour and a half. Um, I don't know if... There was a, a Milwaukee Bucks game tonight. No, that's that's tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, he's getting that in early. I don't blame him. But we've got a ton of super chats about this, too. This is one of our most super chatted shows, without a doubt. And I want to thank you guys so much. I posted a, uh, a Twitter thread the other day. It is not lost on me that in what is a really tough time for a lot of people, you all supported us so much and... Uh, I really appreciate that. That will never be lost on me. And I got to meet so many awesome people this weekend at Slammiversary. And me and Denise got to meet so many awesome people in Vegas as well, which was really, really cool. Uh, when people tell us that that our content helped them through the pandemic, that makes me really, really happy. Uh, Nerd Guru says, chat for Alex going nuclear tonight. Drop that five bucks, guys. It's worth it. It is worth it. Drew says, I don't have faith in this company, but there's a great story of Charlotte struggling to comprehend that this was the wrestler to beat her. Right? There is. Yes, there is that. But I kind of don't almost want them to do that because I don't want them to necessarily take away too much credibility from Nikki. I feel like right now you don't want to necessarily completely shine a light on the fact where it's like, oh, how dare she beat me? Because she still has, you know, obviously she's not the Charlotte Flair level, but she could be. And uh, we we do have a super chat saying, hope she's not a transitional champ. Chris saying that he won't be sleeping tonight. Got to watch Sour Graps. Sour Graps is a great show. We've added figure hall videos weekly to Fightful Select as well. If you're into that, we're really expanding. But the Kentucky 2110 friend of the show says, should have seen this coming as soon as WWE didn't recognize the NXT char- title for Charlotte's wins. What did you make of that? Because uh, Casey Heenan says, why did they say Charlotte was a 14-time champ on WWE's Instagram, but 11-time champ on Raw? How is it separated from NXT wins? Left hand, right hand, Denise. It seems like they don't necessarily know what they're doing. And I mean, like even Ric Flair's reigns are disputed. Like they're, they're way more than they say. Yeah, I don't like that. We need to have like a flat like line here because it, it was funny too because like I wanted like the stories that I did, I put like 14-time champion and then I heard today 11-time and I was like, oh my God, did I make a mistake? <laughs> you know, it was kind of like that thing. But I'm like, all right, they're clearly just not making this very clear. Zach Barber says, please tell, don't tell me Becky's going to SmackDown even though she never lost the Raw Women's title. Well, Zach, here, here's the situation around that. Becky was a SmackDown wrestler when she won the Raw Women's title. Uh, she was on that brand, wasn't she? I'm pretty sure she was. But the deal is, she's not on any brand right now. She is not tied to Raw. They did a draft last year. She was not in the draft pool. She is not tied to any brand. And quite frankly, Denise, I liked your line. The sister wives are arguing over who's sharing who. And that was we, my best line ever. If they're arguing over Hell in a Cell, you damn sure they're arguing over Becky Lynch. And John Cena, because he yeah. was the one where, like, he's going everywhere. Like, he was on the Peacock. He was on 
Raw. He's going to be on SmackDown. He ain't going to be on NXT. Might as well throw him in there. <laughs> throw NXT. Give NXT a bone, man, especially after tonight. But yeah, they are definitely sharing. Look at that. People cheering for the babyface fire. Oh, come on. Haven't I gone through enough today? <laughs> I had to go to three hours of a very confusing Look. Raw. People giving me money for Oliver's dinner. I was so happy to see him after being gone for a few days. But let's get into these super chats about Nikki Cross. Injection says, I think Nikki's a transitional champion rematch maybe in the next two weeks to lead into Becky Charlotte at SummerSlam. That doesn't mean I'm not happy for her because I am. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I could see her being a transitional champion, but I kind of hope they they tell a story with this i want to see give me a story denise yes please do and here's the thing is that they can tell more than one story with the raw women's division doesn't always just have to be the main picture uh the main title picture they can add more to that and so if they have the option do it so i don't want to see nikki be a transitional champion especially since we just had that with charlotte Revolution Evolution says he's laughing in the face of all the Crybaby Live fans who want Nikki Ash to lose her cash in. Well, I didn't want Nikki to lose her cash in, but uh, I feel for Live fans as well because they have been uh, they've been stomped on quite a bit. I feel like you can be happy for multiple people. Sean says, uh, "Do you think the Nikki cash in was planned, or did they pull an audible because of how dull the show was tonight?" I had heard of something else closing the show for a while, and I don't even want to speculate what it was. But it's what a lot of people are speculating. Adam Blamplate says good end to the show, but everything else was bad and damaging. I thought there was a couple good things, but just we, just just the six man. That's it. Uh, I love me some Sova says Charlotte didn't count her two NXT titles tonight, though it's funny she used her Rumble win to face Rhea to get that second NXT title. I it's hard for me to to understand it as well. Like I. But you know what? Based on how Karrion Cross was treated, treated tonight, I guess they probably shouldn't count it. Yeah. We have some people that, yeah, and Ace One Deuce says, can't wait for Charlotte to be a 12-time champ after next week, and that Cross is in geek territory. But we do have some people like wondering, like, what's up with Rhea Ripley? What is the immediate future for the troll face Rhea Ripley? Now, we mean that as far as a gimmick, not, like, physically. Um, but what do you think is next for, well, for Rhea? She had one of the best matches last night, and I said that because it was legitimately one of my favorite matches, not just on the show, but also throughout the entire wrestling week, including Slammiversary and so many other events that took place. But it kind of feels to me now that I feel like they see her run as sort of a failure. Like, I almost feel like it was a test, and she didn't pass the test. And I hate to say that because I think she could have given the right opportunities and the right right tools exactly, not the opportunities because she did have the opportunity there. But I don't necessarily think she took the ball and ran with it, which kind of sucks because I don't really know how much blame you put on creative and how much blame you put on, you know, the actual talent because they can, you know, when you're given, like, bad material there are people that have been able to make that bad material work and i don't think that rhea ripley made it work ace on says becky charlotte rhea triple threat SummerSlam. that sounds fun but and like maybe if you want becky to get her ring wind back or something maybe but i think becky versus anybody one-on-one is a big attraction it could be against anybody uh, it Bryant, really could. <laughs> Bryant showing us some love. Daniel says Fiend returns a super corny hero, aligns with Nikki Ash, feeds with Alexa. Oh, Sorry, weed is good tonight. Don't give that idea to them. It will happen. 
Uh, Riptide asking if you own anything made out of white python. I do. Oh, dear Lord. Get back tab, look at these. They're beautiful. Sean, I've been through enough today. They're beautiful. They're really beautiful shoes. G-O-I kicks on Twitter and Instagram. We still got some super chats. Nerd Guru says he's not a fan of Charlotte, but Becky Charlotte's program for SummerSlam would have been way better than the cash in. I like the cash in. You, you can do still do Charlotte versus Becky. Becky doesn't have to have a title shot. I think it's even a babyface move for her to come back and say, even though I didn't lose it, I still want to earn it. I think that would be pretty cool. And 813 Car Guy says they'll put Rhea and Charlotte together once Becky comes back. Oh, they sure will. The, uh, can they coexist, Denise? Oh, no. I got to hear that again. I'm, oh, we're not done with that. We're going to be hearing can, that for the rest of time. But can they coexist? That's I don't know. Be. Cyclops says he only watched for a Roman and Becky sighting, and he's sad. But George is saying at the mishmash of a show, some will be happy, some won't. But he's very happy with Nikki winning. The locker room agrees. Got to see what happens in the next few week, weeks. Daniel Eckersley says the show was all over the place. They had multiple layups or a slam dunk. Hate the gimmick, but happy for Nikki Cross. It, and and that, that seems to be the common theme. J.J. Lee saying uh, he's punching the air right now. Nikki snatched the whole flow. Uh, roller coaster show, and he's happy for her. People seem very happy for Nikki, and that that is a good a good. She sign. was the only positive of this show, and then yeah. I always I, I knew they were going to end on a positive note. I didn't know what that note was going to be, but then I thought, man, I, even if though even though they do end on a good note, I don't necessarily want to disregard everything else that happened because everything else that happened was not you know not okay. Kinshiro says, if you told me a year ago and audibly sigh for Rhea coming out, I would have laughed at you. Not sure how I feel about the switch yesterday now. How do you how do you think what do you think about that? Wait, we think about what exactly? Uh about Rhea Ripley and kind of oh. getting that reaction. Well, here's the thing, too, is that this is what I was thinking, too, is that they could have easily had uh, they could have easily had uh, Nikki essentially cash in on Rhea Ripley. Like you didn't have to necessarily have Charlotte actually, you know, win the title. So they could have gone about it that way as well. And I would have been totally I actually thought that would have made a little bit more sense, too. Aaron mentions that Charlotte's been cashed in on three times. And Nerd Guru says that not acknowledging NXT uh, Charlotte's NXT title reigns infuriates me to no end why do i even need to watch nxt she won the title at mania wtf nxt was disrespected an awful lot tonight an it awful was. lot tonight um and, and we then they have, had the commercial promoting the show <laughs> yes guys i know i i stumbled all over the place i know the, the super chats were long but that's what we're here for we're here to talk about what you guys want to talk about regardless of what that is and however long it takes. So thank you all so much. This has been a fantastic weekend. Um, Denise, tell the people what you're up to. You know what, Sean? I'm a little upset. We already gone over with this show, but I might as well say this now. I feel I have not gotten, been given any much credit for all the times that I showed up this weekend. I was here Saturday. I was here Sunday. And I, I was put here you over. Monday. You didn't put, me over pay more. you didn't put me enough over enough. I need to get put over just a tad bit more. Um, but anyways, you guys can check me out on Twitter and on Instagram Leather. at underscore Denise Salcedo. And I do now have an interview with the WWE Raw Women's Champion, Nikki Ash. You can check that out on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. See, Sean, you can't even let me give half my moment to promote my stuff 
It's always got to be about Sean Ross Sapp. You know what's funny? I currently have interviews on Fightful just over however much I mean. time what, with the NXT World Champion, the uh, WWE Champion. Who's the Universal Champion? Not Roman Reigns. Uh, the, the AEW Champion. I, I've got Sean, the NXT. Been- I interviewed the NXT Women's Champion today. Are we going to argue now about our library of interviews? Because you clearly have not seen my library. Yeah, because I'm too busy looking channel. at mine. Anakin okay. says the uh, behind the scenes video for YouTube members was great. That was good. It was me directing you for the Hollywood. Yeah, of Salsado course. Stuff. And because it's my name, you're using it. You see what I mean? I get zero credit here. Zero credit. I mean, you did good in it. I thought you were really good in it. I even said that multiple times. I complimented you as we were filming it, Denise. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But guys, FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe. It's going to be a good week to subscribe. And Denise, just nod your head if you if you agree based on what you know. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, I yeah, smile. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Uh, <laughs> FightfulMag.com. Go there, check out our magazine. Thank you guys so much. Alex Palowski is live on Fightful Select next. We're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.